Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen? And so are you! <laughs> Happy Labor Day, everyone! You know what? I'm skipping Labor Day this year. I'm going cesarean. I don't know what that means, so why don't we do a show instead? Tonight is episode 6 of Scream Queens, where horror gets bent. Tonight, we're going to take a look at Toxic Avenger the Musical. And I'm going to get all cranky talking about that other Scream Queens. Let's mix it up in... well, let's just do it now. In the darkness of a hot summer night in 1873, in the crowded tenements of Manhattan, Nicholas Ryan and his sister Mary were brutally murdered. The savage and bizarre nature of the crime was shocking, even for the notorious Five Points District. The entire city held its breath in fear. The murderer was never found. Living Theatre presents the Lower East Side Murder Mystery, The Ryan Case, based on an actual historical unsolved murder, in which you take the role of detective, searching the bustling streets of modern-day Manhattan, scour dark alleys and seedy lairs to hunt down a host of dubious suspects, search for clues, unearth the truth, bring justice to the slain. Come live out the Lower East Side Murder Mystery every Saturday night at 6pm all summer long. For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheatre.com or call 212-780-4787. History couldn't catch this fiendish killer, can you? So while this is not the listener feedback section, I did want to address an email that I got from a listener named Chuck in Oklahoma City. Hi, Chuck. How you doing? I've always wanted a friend named Chuck, but that's not important right now. Chuck wrote in to say that he's loving the show. Obviously, who isn't? And um, he was wondering why I'm not covering Scream Queens on VH1, since it's the name of my show. And you know what, Chuck? That's a really good question. And there's a kind of good reason for it. One of the shows that I'm friendly with, uh, which is ironically called I'm Not Here to Make Friends, which is a reality show podcast, they're covering Scream Queens, and they kind of called it before I did. And even while there's no real competition between podcasts, there's I just feel like it's an etiquette thing. You know, it's theirs. I don't want to compete with them on any level or start. I would feel bad about it because I have tact, so I'm not covering it. So even though it's not the name of their show, I'm letting them have it because I'm just that kind of a generous person. All right, but since you brought it up, let's talk shit about it, shall we? Fuck Gabby! Gabby, get her the hell out of here. She should have gone home. Not She should have gone home two weeks ago and this week. Listen, I've got no time for your drama. And, you know, I don't know if you guys know, I'm an actor. If you're on a film set, there is no time for that kind of bullshit for somebody starting out. If you're a big star, even then it's a waste of time. But good Lord. And just, oh, I don't understand the technical stuff. Well, you're working on a fucking 3D movie if you win this thing. I think you might want to figure it out by then because then it's going to be triple the stuff because you got two times, well, twice the stuff anyway. 
You got two cameras. You got twice the crew. Who knows what other bullshit things are going to have to learn. She can't handle action. And I'm hitting her mark, for Christ's sake. It's like not even 101 stuff. It's common sense. Plus, all the drama is affecting other people. They're getting sucked into the drama and not paying attention to the game. Send her fucking home. Also, can we talk? Can we talk since I've started on this? Let's talk about Tim Sullivan, the director that they picked for this year. Who the fuck are you? Where is Jim Gunn? James Gunn. Tim Gunn. Whatever the fuck his name is. James Gunn. That's it. He had some cred. He had some sensibility. He had some humor to him. This Tim Sullivan guy, have you seen any of his movies? Okay, the only one of note is 2001 Maniacs, and I know some people like it, but I think it's a huge pile of shit. I think it plays to the lowest common denominator of horror fan, just with obnoxious people and obnoxious villains and really grotesque humor. Not even grotesque humor, just base humor. You know, all the jokes are about blacks or chinks or sex or fags, and eh. And everybody's detestable. It's that old horror movie thing where let's make everybody so detestable that we want them to die, which for me goes against the whole grain of what a horror movie is about. Maybe it's not for you, but too bad it's my show. And I know that the sequel to this pile of shit, 2001 Maniacs Field of Screams, just came out this week. I haven't seen it yet, but the reviews I've been reading, even from horror fans, like the most Netflix reviews, are wretched. You know, the critical reviews and the regular joke reviews are all just wretched. They're like, wow. The best, the best one I read said, wow. They made a movie so bad, even Robert Englund turned it down, to which I said, ha! And what I think is also funny is that apparently in the commentary, this Tim Sullivan dude was all like, oh yeah, the first 2001 Maniacs, there was a lot of studio interference, but this one, it's all me, and it's apparently a huge pile of crap. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know, but you know what? I feel it. I feel it in my bones. And I checked out another movie of his called Driftwood. It was like an after-school special with bad words. It was terrible. Actually, it was like one of those R.L. Stein books. Had it been marketed to that crowd, it would have been great, but it wasn't. So fuck you, Tim Sullivan. Who the fuck are you? Get the hell out of here. And I was kind of mad about Jamie, Jamie, Jamie King as well. Like, you did one horror movie? Good for you. And I didn't even like that one. But then I looked at her IMDb page, and she's done some other ones, so okay, I redact that. And then I noticed that she's worked on a little movie called They Wait, which had a pretty good score. I don't have anything better to do, so let's review that! Let's listen to the trailer. You know what season this is? Hungry Ghost Month. That's right. Do you want to hear a secret? Sure. All those offerings, the fruit, the cakes, the burning money, you know about that stuff, right? Yeah. It doesn't count for much. You want to know what ghosts really like to eat? What? Children. This time of year, the realms of the living and the dead intersect, and the world is thrown into madness. Angry spirits, driven by vengeance, are at the height of their power. The angriest spirits become demons. They are devious and come in all forms. When we want something from the spirits, we must sacrifice something precious. If you want to save your son, you must join them. You have no choice. The child's soul is very fragile.
Okay, They Wait is the story of, uh, well, Jamie King plays this young wife who has been living in Shanghai with her husband and they're raising their young son. They're called back to the States when her husband's uncle dies mysteriously in a hunting accident. Well, one of the things that intrigued me about this movie is that it's about something I don't know much about. The Chinese tradition of the Hungry Ghost Month, which is when the barrier between the living and the dead, from what I understand, is down. And it's kind of like Halloween, but it's drawn out for a month, but people take it really seriously. Basically, you may make offerings to the spirits, and if they're wanting, they might come to eat your face or something. I still don't understand a lot about it, but it was intriguing nonetheless. Well... Anyway, they get to the States and almost immediately her son realizes that he's seeing these hungry ghosts. And actually so is she, but that's not important at the moment. Anyway, the whole thing is like the, the ghosts are after the sun for some mysterious reason. And it's a race against time to thwart the spirits before Ghost Month ends and his soul is lost forever. In spite of myself, I really enjoyed this film. Brad and I watched it together, and Mr. Brad doesn't like the horror movies very much. He doesn't watch them very often. He liked this one, too. It, again, it's a ghost story that doesn't reinvent its anything. But again, like the, uh, the Disappeared a few weeks ago, it's a tale that's really well told. It's lusciously photographed. The, the soundtrack, the score is beautifully haunting and creepy and atmospheric. And I really, really enjoyed this. Um, I can see how this got lost in the whole J-horror wave that happened a few years ago and while these things ha this movie does have some things in common with those films there's enough that sets it apart too first of all it's not based on anything else it's an original story that takes place about an asian tradition here in the states hasn't been transported out of another culture and, and shoehorned to be adapted to fit an american audience bullshit one of the things I really appreciated about this, too, was that it didn't fall into a lot of the trappings that people associate with Asian horror. Things that people have gotten really sick of, that I always hear people complaining about it. Oh, it's another little girl ghost being all creepy. Uh, okay, there's a ghost in this, but it's not a little girl ghost, so I'm okay with that. It's a girl ghost, but, you know, it's a, it's, it's a teenager, young woman, so it's not like a two-foot-tall midget thing standing in the corner going, mm. um, Oh, also, nobody got attacked by hair at any point. I hate that. What is that? Seriously, what is it with Asian horror and hair? Is hair that scary? Clearly, it's a cultural thing, but because it's ubiquitous. I used a big word. But no, I mean, normally it's, you know, you see hair snaking out of the phone and it's coming out of the fax machine in the toilet. It's just coming out everywhere, and I hate it. And ew, ah, it's nasty. Ew. Because you see, I'm always afraid that it's not coming from the head, if you know what I mean. It's just blah, blah, blah. Keep your freaky puberonis to your own self. Hi, Kat. Getting back to Jamie King, uh, I thought she got to show some real acting chops here. I loved her in this. I, she was good in My Bloody Valentine, but the script didn't really call for a lot of range from her as an actress. But, you know, she had charm and charisma, and, you know, she was nice to look at. But here she gets to dig in some really powerful, meaty stuff, and she does it really well. I don't know what else to say. Mr. Brad and I had a great time watching it. Sue us. Uh, as far as the scares go, the imagery, some of it is terrifying. Uh, there's some jump scares that work really well, and you know I hate them, but these work well. Unfortunately, there's some bad CGI demons that pop up occasionally. But you know what? They're on screen for like a split second, so it doesn't really matter that much. I let it go. Because the rest of it was so strong. So I'm giving this a recommend. I like it. We have other more important things to talk about this show, so put it in a box, put a bow on it, offer it up to the ghosts, and let's see what's next. Global warming is upon us. The Earth is in crisis.
crisis. It is a time in need of heroes, especially in one particular horrible place. There's a place between heaven and hell. Don't need a map just to follow the smell. A place filled with filthy air. A place full of dark despair. A place you have no prayer. A place called New Jersey. an exit called the 13B Right off the turnpike where it smells just like pee An exit no one dares get off An exit where the children cough An exit called Dromaville Dromaville If the pollution doesn't catch up will save New Jersey. Well, the Toxic Avenger, that's who. Because thanks to Zombart's suggestion last week, I'm doing a special spotlight on Toxic Avenger, the musical. Or should I say, the musical. Because it's awesome. And I don't want to give you the impression that it's some kind of swishy nelly kind of musical. No, this is a tear your head off, pull your arms off, and stick them up your ass musical. Or maybe they don't stick them up your ass. Never mind, it's great. And you should go see it. And... Well, Zombart said just spend a couple minutes on this kind of thing. In the future, that is what I'm going to do. But this one is so good, I'm spending a little extra time. Plus, it's going on tour. I did a little homework, and it's apparently set to go on tour the end of this month. I can't find any details yet, but good lord, keep your eye out. Okay, so we all know the story of the Toxic Avenger, right? Well, forget it. This is kind of a reboot. Ooh, I hate that word, but technically this is what it is. It's got some elements of the movie, but they're all kind of jumbled up for the stage version. Um, of course, it takes place in Tromaville, and uh, like the original movie, it's run by an evil mayor. Oh, this time around, she's got boobs in a snatch. That's right, she's a female now, and she's played by Nancy Opal, who sings the shit out of this role. Anyway, she has been selling out and taking handouts from all kinds of political groups, and she is she's letting all the rich people of Manhattan dump their toxic waste right there in Tromaville. And here comes Melvin Ferd, who in this version is not really a super nerd. He's um, an ecologist, I guess. Yeah, who, who becomes aware of her evil scheme, calls her on it, and she unleashes her goons who throw him into toxic waste. And you know what? You know the rest from there, right? Yeah, so there's no health club scenario in this version. There's no, you know, freaky bikini girls with weird tan lines on their naked titties. No, there's none of that. What you got here is a cast of five that is incredibly talented and incredibly versatile. For the most part, three of the, you know, Toxie plays himself, Sarah plays herself, yeah, the girlfriend's still in it, and um, the other three, the, the, the mayor and two guys who are respectively labeled as black dude and white dude, play everybody else. And you have a great time watching it, and it's just loud and funny and crude. For example. Ladies and gentlemen, the story that we we're about to tell you was so disturbing. We have stationed a registered nurse outside in the lobby. She is armed with a tranquilizer dart gun for those needing sedation. She also has Xanax and Vicodin. She got off the internet. And please, for the love of God, do not turn off your cell phones. Mm -mm. You're probably going to want to call your mama. 
And while you may be disheartened that I said that a lot of things from the movie are missing, certain details are still right in place. Like this little tidbit, when we meet Toxie's soon-to-be girlfriend. God, I love New Jersey. It's such a state of mind. Why do I love Jersey? Probably cause I'm blind. Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> Rude. Yes, so she's still blind, which is great. And all the wackiness ensues from that kind of a relationship. She doesn't know that he's a big old freak. She thinks he's French. Same thing, in my opinion. I love you French people out there, but, um, yeah, and every opportunity is just milked out of this whole relationship. There are more sight gags and awkward dating situations and God, God, the most gruesomely funny, disturbing love song ever, you know, which doesn't come across the music. It was all visual, so just, you'll have to see the tour to find out. But, yeah, my favorite bit was that they're on their first date, this little picnic thing. She's insisting that he tells her a joke and he forgets who he's talking to and tells her a Helen Kellen joke. She starts crying, not because she's offended, it's because she answered the iron once, too, in Burger Ear. But yeah, it's good stuff. Um, Nancy Opal, who plays the mayor, is a comic genius. I went in, I went into the show expecting it to be cute. It should be fun. I didn't expect it to be fantastic. I didn't expect to want to give a mid-show standing ovation. What the fuck brought that about, Patrick? Are you that gay? Yes, I am. But that's not the point right now. This woman, Nancy Opal, who plays the mayor, gives this insane performance. And aside from the million characters that she plays, she plays the mayor and Toxie's mom. And at one point, she's playing them at the same time. Like, she's wearing, like, one half mayor costume, one half the mom costume, and she sings this duet by herself, and it's madness. You stay away from my at the theater that night and I saw in the program that there was a song called Bitch, Slut, Liar, Whore and it was all one word. I knew I was in for a good night. Anyway, I hate to keep harping on about this Nancy Opal character but you gotta understand this woman's gotta be in her 60s. She's gotta be in her 60s. She's got this incredible rock voice. She's got this incredible energy and she's got an incredible rack. this show has a pretty rockin' score for a musical. That's probably because the music is written by David Bryan. Who the fuck is that? Well, he used to be with Bon Jovi. How's that? Or as we'd say back on Long Island, Bon Jovi fucking A! Anyway, I just wanted to give you a little taste of what the show was all about, a little taste of the music, and just let you know, if it's coming to your town, jump on it. I'm gonna post a link in the show notes. There's a Toxie musical fan site. You can demand that Toxic Avenger comes to your town. I would like to bring that to you, my wonderful listeners. It will be my gift to you. Apart from the hours that I put in every week just for your entertainment. But am I bitter? No, not at all. I love doing it. 
My only beef with this show, and it's a really minor one, is Toxie's makeup. After he transforms into the Toxic Avenger, it kind of just looks like he's got shit hanging off of his head. They did do some kind of latex appliance on his face, but it really didn't read, even from the middle of the house, and it's a small little theater they're performing in. It kind of looked like somebody just chucked a bowl of spaghetti on his head. Green spaghetti. He kind of, have you ever seen Spaghetti Cat? Do you watch the soup? Do you know who Spaghetti Cat is? If Spaghetti Cat had been able to tip that bowl of spaghetti up on top of his head, he'd be the Toxic Avenger. Oh my god, are they separated at birth? Probably not, but I like causing scandals. They were separated at birth, and they're lovers. Ew. So please go and demand the Toxic Avenger come to your town. Go buy the soundtrack. I'm sorry, go buy the original cast recording if you're daring. Ooh, the gay police are gonna come lock me up for that slip up. Let's all celebrate a brand new day in New Jersey. Okay, it's time to get into a little listener feedback. Uh, we got a couple of emails that I want to get to, but first, I want to address some of the very nice people who wrote reviews for me on the iTunes store, where I've got five stars. There's three reviews, but it's five stars. So a huge, huge, huge thank you to Crazy Lawnmower Guy, JBud76, and Haunt Cub. And an extra special thank you to you, Haunt Cub, because I'm doing this show for you, you know. You know what I mean by that. Of course you do. Anyway, being the being the podcasting fledgling that I am, I never even thought to, it hasn't been crossing my mind to check the iTunes store to see if anybody's writing anything. So I was dilated when I saw all these lovely messages. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. And now on to the email. Smooth transition. Okay, the first email comes from the aforementioned crazy lawnmower guy. Okay, now, the, the, the first half of this, it's a long email, and the first half of it is, is gushing and, and with praise, and while it makes me very happy, it also makes me really kind of uncomfortable to read it. Not that he wrote anything weird, or, it just makes me feel like a vain son of a bitch more than I am. But uh, let's just say it's glowing, like my complexion. Anyway, um, blah, 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 blah. He says, um, anyway, the show is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, I know, isn't it? It's neat. While listening to the Piranha episode, I noticed you played fucking Shriekback. Actually, I just played regular Shriekback, but I digress. Uh, he continues, did you just hear that song somewhere, or are you familiar with the album that it's from? Because seriously, I thought I was the only person who owned that album. Okay, listen, crazy lawnmower guy. I explained to you in the email that I sent back regarding the subject... I know everything about everything. And I knew it before it was even a glimmer in your mind. 
Okay, that got weird. But no, I know them from way back, to answer your question. Uh, okay, he also says, uh, one last thing, do you watch True Blood? If so, I would love to hear your thoughts and recaps of weekly episodes. That's my two cents. Keep the queen... That's hard to say. Keep the queen screaming! Crazy lawnmower guy. Uh, unfortunately, no, I don't watch True Blood. I know I should. I hear it's great. Uh, but we don't have HBO anymore, for one. Um, and I tried to watch it a while back. I got through about three and a half episodes, and... It did not grab me, so I gave up on it. And everyone I've spoken to since then is all like, Oh my god, I can't believe you quit then! It gets really awesome starting in episode 5! But that's the story of my life, early withdrawal. Ooh, that didn't come out right. That didn't come out right either! Ew, okay, we're gonna move on to the next email, because this got really awkward. Do-do-do-do-do-do-segue time. The next email comes from Steven from the JAFMP podcast. Which, uh, for those of you folks who are not cool like me and in the know, that's just another fucking movie podcast, I think. Shut up. Anyway, uh, gotta say, Steven, you had me at your subject line, which is, well, it just simply states, blah, 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 fuck you. You're a man after my own parts, Steven. Anyway, he says, hey, Patrick. Hey, Patrick, we'll get you real feedback later. But just wanted to tell you I'm really digging the show. One of the most entertaining podcasts I've heard in a long time. Be cool, Steven. No, you're cool, Steven. No, this is a great email. Thank you very much. It makes me feel all warm and tingly inside. Okay, that's it for the email portion. So we're going to move on to the voicemail. We just have one tonight, and it's from Zombart. Hey, Patrick. This is Zombart. Hey, Zombart. driving down to Dragon Con. It's just about midnight. I'm somewhere in West Virginia. Ew. And I just listened to uh, your latest episode, the uh, last exorcism and everything, uh-huh. and I, I'm having trouble understanding life and the world now. If you what? weren't in All About Evil, I saw a redhead, and I was like, oh, that guy looks really familiar. And then uh-huh. I remember you talking about it, and you're an actor, and then I waited for the credits, and Patrick came up. But the guy's name's Patrick. And I dun, dun, dun. thought I recognized the last name. Maybe I got the last name wrong, but... Uh-huh. Now my brain hurts, because I was sure it was you. Who the hell am I thinking of? Uh, Patrick uh, I got to get the IMDB immediately. And then, right after my bla- brain was already blown, you reveal that the true identity of Flem the Gargoyle, who I used to listen to on Night of the Living Podcast. And, ah... My, my my whole world. I, I don't know. It's all it's all so confusing. Oh God! I need a drink. I still got ten hours of driving to go. Uh, anyway, great show. Bye. Okay, thanks for your call, Zombart. Um, I have to say, I'm really really offended. I I'm outraged. I hear what you're saying. You're saying that we all look alike. Uh huh. I hear you. No, no, no. Don't, don't backpedal. Don't backpedal. You're saying all us redheaded gay folk look alike. How dare you? No, you're thinking of Patrick Bristow. He was in Showgirls. He's on every TV show ever. And you know what? We have been in the same place at the same time. And it is documented. So you can't say we're the same person. I saw him in, uh, he was the guest host at the Jim Henson Dirty Puppet Show uh, on 
unstuffed and unstrung. We had a lovely conversation. I gave them the suggestion to do a, a lovely children's story called Edna versus the Chicken People, and it was it was fantastic. Because if you ever seen one of them chicken people coming, then you shoot it in the fucking head. Yo, just shoot it in the fucking head. Flem the Gargoyle. I don't know what you're talking about. True identity of Flem the Gargoyle. He lives outside my window on a buttress. Okay, fine. He works for me. Always has. Yeah, I'm pimping a gargoyle. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna break in my room and shit in my mouth tonight while I'm sleeping. But you know, what else is new? Okay, you know, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. I have once again no real idea uh what to do for next week. If nothing major comes up, I think I'm doing a house cleaning of for crapshoot selections, because I've been watching a lot and they're all really bad. And I think I might just do a handful of them really quick. A rapid-fire crapshoot, if you will. And maybe a queen's choice. And maybe there'll be a special guest. We'll see. So please feel free to contact me here at the show. Send me an email at crew at screamqueens.com. That's queens with a Z! Or you can give the show a call at 347-767-3509. Like me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. At Scream Queens, of course, with a Z. And... And hey, if you're an Xbox 360 Live kid, why don't you send me an email with your gamer tag and I'll send you mine. We'll play things. Oh, God, that sounded dirty. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Until then, stay cool, enjoy the weekend, play safe, and remember, as my grandmama used to say, I'll give you a dollar if you rub some Vicks Vapor Rub on the inside of my bloomers. Bye! Let me tell you a story about a man with a strange complexion He killed a lot of folks and he made a love connection By day he had a girl who baked him homemade breads By night he roamed the streets and he ripped off people's heads This is the legend, he's the legend The legend of the Toxic Avenger He killed them all one day He'll kill us all I bet that their crime went down And the freaky seemed okay I like him now Well, as for his girlfriend, well She couldn't touch his face Cause he's out fighting crime And saving the human race Yeah, this is the legend He's the legend The legend of the toxic adventure Her against the goon. She knows the time has come soon. Gonna be high noon. Oh, he's the legend. I'm the legend. The legend of the Toxic Avenger.
na 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 Shut up! The Legend of the Toxic Avenger. By the way, if you're thinking that this show has a pretty good rocks, has a pretty. By the way, if you're, th I just farted. I did it again.